And she's back. I'm on a roll tonight, so I'm going to do another podcast. Um, a poetry break podcast, which uh, my BFF said I hadn't done in a while. And so I'm going to do it. I know the last couple times I did it, I like read the poem first with no introduction. And I did that so that if you wanted to listen to the poem again, you could whatever. And I think I think I'm going to do this a little bit differently. Um, and by the way, the person who gave me the idea for these poetry breaks, I think I already said in the first one, was uh, Father Tom. Father Tom does all this. He um, reads the poem, explicates it, and then reads it and ties it into poetry. So just as a refresher at the... OA convention in the fall, the Region 1 convention, I uh, sent out a request for people to send me their poetry submissions of poems that really affected them uh, in terms of their recovery. And two of the most famous are uh, Portia Nelson's Autobiography in Five Chapters and Mary Oliver's The Journey. Those are pretty standard classic poems. So I started with those two in the beginning. This one uh, is a submission from me, and it's actually a quote. And this was from Early Recovery. And uh, so I'll read it and then kind of explicate it, and then maybe I'll read it again. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Okay, so this is Arthur Miller, who's an author. This was during an interview, and he said, I dreamed I had a child. And even in the dream, I saw it was my life, and it was an idiot, and I ran away. But it always crept onto my lap again, clutched at my clothes, until I thought, if I could kiss it, whatever in it was my own, perhaps I could sleep. And I bent to its broken face, and it was horrible, but I kissed it. I think one must finally take one's life in one's arms. Question, does it still come back? He replies, at times, but somehow now it has the dignity of being mine. So that's the quote. And when I first read this, I I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like I read something and it hits me years before I understand it. It's just, but, but even though I don't understand why it means so much to me, I know that it's hitting me. So I read this and You know, I think it was that I dreamed, you know, even in the dream, I I dreamed I had a child and and it was an idiot and it's broken face and yet somehow um, it was mine. And then, you know, Arthur thinking that, you know, instead of rejecting it, if I could turn towards this ugly, horrible, broken child and kiss it, um, that 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 would be the direction to go and somehow that really resonated with me i i specifically remember like you know i was in my late 20s so i'd been in the rooms for a while and i hadn't yet started doing inner child work but i had been doing years of acoa and just really dealing with just a lot of shame around that and just a lot of like you know, looking at my childhood and who I was. And, you know, I used to say that I was, you know, um, 
uh, what did I say? I was like a bull in a china shop, you know, raised by wolves or something like that. Um, you know, raised in a barn by wolves. There was something that I just was like, not only was I raised by wolves, I was also raised in a barn raised by wolves, you know, and, uh, and just how I just had so many rough edges and I was so armored and all of the, um, social faux pas that I had done and all of the mistakes that I made. And I just would, I just wanted my past to go away. I didn't, I didn't want to be who I was. I didn't want to be living the life that I was living. I felt like I had gotten cast as like, you know, the ugly sister or something like that. And so I was so rejecting of myself and of my life. And so this quote really hit me in terms of him saying, until I thought if I could kiss it, whatever in it was my own, perhaps I could sleep, you know, meaning, you know, I could rest, I could be at peace, you know, and then he writes, and I bent to its broken face and it was horrible, but I kissed it. And just like, yeah, like turning towards all of the, all of my regrets and embarrassments and turning towards everything that I judged about myself and, and like, you know, but if I could kiss it, you know, and then he says, I think one must finally take one's life in one's arm. And then the interviewer says, does it still come back? And he says at times, but sometimes now it has the dignity of being mine. Now, my experience with that is, is that somehow in kissing it, in order to be able to turn to my past and turn to all of the ugly parts of myself and bend towards them and kiss them, that in the act of doing that, I tap into a source of forgiveness and compassion and I cannot forgive others um, to any further extent than I can forgive myself and forgiveness is a huge part of process of recovery huge and and so like huge (laughs) like you are not going to be free um, until you really wrap your mind around forgiveness Um, you know, I think even Tara Brock, you know, has a famous quote, you know, your ability to experience joy is, is in direct proportion to your ability to forgive. And that's true. And so not only did I, have I eventually come to forgive my perpetrators, also forgive my own transgressions and my own, and the two are, are tied. And a lot, uh, a lot of the way that I got there was um, not only the years of therapy and all of the ACOA and certainly maintaining my sobriety and abstinence so that I could show up and do the emotional work of therapy and, and ACOA, um, but also, like I've said many times before, is is directly dealing with shame. And uh, yeah, and so in the forgiveness, it's it's still a child that's, you know, a broken child, you know, but it's it's no longer like something that I'm ashamed of. It would be like if I, you know, had a a hideous, I, I always think of like the elephant man, like the, how it is. And here's why I think of the elephant man, because especially given the time, like that, the fact that he lived is amazing because he was left in an orphanage and he was 
a grotesque, like deformed, we're not talking like disabled or missing. We are talking deformed, bulbous, didn't even look human. And, and it was a common practice for those kinds of babies to call them demonic and, and, you know, leave them to the environment to die or whatever. And the compassion of the nuns or wherever they were left, they, they didn't see that, you know, they saw through the deformity to that this was a child of God in their eyes. And, and it's like, and so you stop seeing everything that is wrong. And so for me to turn and, and to, you know, my broken, my, you know, horrible child with the broken face and turn and, and kiss it, that all of a sudden it's like the deformities and all the things that are wrong with me, they just, they just become so insignificant. And instead what I see is just this, you know, little child that just wants to be happy and just wants to be loved and made a trillion mistakes along the way, but always was just this light and, uh, and that I can forgive everything else and just learn to love myself as, and, and learn to connect with that aspect of myself and practice forgiveness. And it doesn't mean that, you know, things come up and I still cringe, like, you know, the way that I treated my brother, the things that I've done to people, I still have moments of like, but now instead of like, so maybe I shouldn't say cringe. Now, instead of cringing and like wanting to turn away and being whatever, and just wanting to pretend like those things didn't happen instead, you know, what I experience is just a sad, a sadness and a regret. Like, I just wish that things could have been different. Not just because of, like, that our whole family could have been different. Because, particularly when it comes to my brother, I have a lot of regret. And, um, and yeah, if I just, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I'm really sad that I behaved that way towards him. You know, and I wish that things could have been different. And that I would have been raised differently and, and had a different childhood experience. And I wish that he would have had a different childhood experience. And... I'm just, I get, I still have sadness around that and I get to have grief around that, but it does not consume my being and it does not rob me of my present moment anymore. So anyway, so, um, so yeah, so the Arthur Miller quote, I'll just read it one more time. So in an interview, he says, uh, I dreamed I had a child and even in the dream, I saw it was my life and it was an idiot and I ran away. But it always crept onto my lap again, clutched at my clothes, until I thought, if I could kiss it, whatever in it was my own, perhaps I could sleep. And I bent to its broken face, and it was horrible, but I kissed it. I think one must finally take one's life in one's arms. Does it still come back? At times, but somehow now it has the dignity of being mine. Thank you guys. Bye.